How's everybody doing today? We are excited about Baptism Sunday. Man, we've been thinking about this, talking about it. I really feel like the Holy Spirit is moving already. I mean, I hardly go five steps without wanting to cry. So, I mean, if that's going on, that means the Holy Spirit is moving, and he's going to move with power this morning. Move with power. Amen. So, yeah, this has been stirring up in us. Every baptism we've had has just been thick with the presence of God. There are three things that transmit the life of Christ into us that change our lives. The first one is belief. We believe in Jesus. We go from death to life through belief in Jesus. The second one is baptism. In baptism, we die with Christ and we are raised again. And the grave no longer has hold on us. There will be tears this morning. If not yours, I will probably cry enough for all of you. There will be shouting. There will be celebration. The presence of God will be here. The third is Holy Communion. The Lord's Supper is the third physical act that we participate in that spreads the life of Christ in us and through us. So yeah, we're excited this morning. Um, we're excited. Ten people will be going will be going into the water and being raised up this morning. Amen. And so guys, this is, uh, this is not a spectator sport. Okay? This Christian walk is not a spectator sport. So we're going to open in worship this morning. I want you guys to join with me in worshiping the risen King, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Ryan gave me a scripture here before we get started. And essentially it's this out of Matthew 8. And it basically talks about the man that Jesus healed. See, Jesus is our healer, guys. And yeah, you might not be one of the ten getting baptized today, but his Holy Spirit is here. His presence is here. And he's looking to do a work in your life if you are ready to receive what he has for you today. The Bible says that that he reached out and said, Lord, if you're willing... If you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing. Be cleansed. Church, this morning he is willing. He is willing to meet you right where you're at, to do a miracle in your life. Amen? You guys ready for this this morning? All right, stand with me. We're going to do a call to worship together. It's out of John chapter 4. We're going to say it together on the count of three. Are we ready? One, two, three. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him spirit and truth. Father God, we worship You today. We give you all the honor, all the praise, all the glory. Thank you for being with us today and every day. We love you. Let's worship. Amen.
let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has a great things. And see what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things. You've been faithful through every storm, you'll be faithful forevermore, you have done great things. And I know you will do it again For your promise is yes and amen You will do great things God, you do great things Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave You free every captive and break every chain Oh, God, you have done great in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. And hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. You conquered the grave You free every captive And break every chain Oh God You have done great things We dance in your freedom Awake and alive Oh Jesus, our Savior Your name lifted high Oh God You have done great things You have done great things God, you do great things. Whoa, whoa, you do great things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. And I 
praise the hallelujah in the presence of my enemies and I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief and I raise a hallelujah my weapon is a melody a hallelujah and heaven comes to fight for me so I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes hope will arise death is the the King is alive. So I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me.
defeated. The King is alive. Oh, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roll from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The King is alive. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. strength and song highest praise to him belongs Christ the Lord the conquering king your name we raise your triumph sing oh praise the Lord our mighty warrior praise the Lord the glorious one by his hand we stand in victory by his name we overcome though the storms of hell pursue in darkest night we worship you you divide the raging sea from death to life you safely lead oh praise the lord our mighty warrior praise the lord the glorious one by his hand we stand in victory by his name we overcome
the saints and angels bow, hosts of heaven crying out, glory, glory to the King, you reign for all eternity.
This is about a declaration. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. How many times have you been in a situation where you're overwhelmed, life is just coming at you too fast, too hard and too heavy, and there is this internal struggle, this internal voice saying, no one likes you, no one loves you, you're not gonna make it. Look at what you've done. The 10 of you are being baptized in that moment. You can stand and you can remember this moment and you can say, the Lord shall reign here forever and ever. In the midst of a fight with your spouse, wouldn't it be shocking if all of a sudden you just stopped and you began declaring, the Lord shall reign forever and ever here in the midst of us. In this home, when the kids are making you crazy and you think, what has gotten into them? What in the world made them think that this was okay? Wouldn't it be wild if we stopped and just began proclaiming, the Lord shall reign in this house forever and ever. It is not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit that we stand in victory. And when we go down into this water, we put to the grave all striving, all of the bad and all of the good. We are not saved by works. We're not saved by our own doing. The Bible says it's like filthy rags to him. It's, it's like a penny. It's like a penny that Noel brings to pay the bills. Her goodness doesn't pay the bills. And we don't pay the bills if on the day she's good. We don't feed her on the day she's good and starve her on the day she's bad. That would be, that would be evil. God is good. God is good. This is death to life. And it is, it's so freeing. It's so freeing when we walk with Jesus, all the pressure is gone. All the pressure is gone because I can just cry out to him. We can declare, decree and declare that he reigns in us and through us. Today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. Amen. It says in Romans 6, it says, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so, we also shall walk in newness of life. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Okay, what's next? I don't know. We're doing stuff different today, so we have no idea. We only plan the service, but we don't know what's next specifically. We get caught up. You yeah. get caught up in the spirit, and then logistics kind of come second, as they should. <laughs> right. All right, so I have some announcements. We're going to do some announcements. And um, then we're going to move into the message, yeah? Yeah, and then we okay. the baptism. So go ahead. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. Um, during the message, we're going to move into the message. If you're an ECF kid, if you're a parent and you want your kid's bag at any point, you can go ahead and head over to Kid Corner and get their sermon bag if that's something that you want. We're not going to have a greeting time this morning um, just because we want to give as much time um, as we can to the Word and to baptism. So I am going to give you the announcements um, Kid Corner was the first one. Uh, there is a youth night tonight. Uh, it starts at 6 o'clock. There is food. 
and um, hang out, uh, worship the word. It's a really good time. My kids enjoy it. They're like, mom, can we do this every week? And I love that. That means we're doing something. We're doing something good. Uh, they want to come every week. So that's tonight at six. The Luciano group is meeting tonight in the sanctuary. And the title of the message tonight is be sick no more. Never be sick again. Be sick no more. Taking authority over sickness. Standing in the promise. The promises. Many, many promises of God. So um, Master Teacher Paul Luciano is bringing the message. Um, that's tonight. That starts at 630 um, in the sanctuary. And that runs till about 8 o'clock. Uh, we are going to be collecting offering at the end of service. Normally we do it during our greeting time. But at the end of service, there'll be... Jason, there'll be buckets up here. So um, there's also a box to the left of the door. Uh, so I always say, if you have your tithes, your offerings, your giving, your building, giving, whatever it is, pray over it. Give it to him. Give it to him. You know, when I give my, oh, this is a digression, but whatever. Um, when, <laughs> whatever. Uh, when I give my kids a gift, I don't just casually toss it on the table for them to find later. I bring it to them. I bring it to them. The, the thing about our tithes and offerings is we're not, we're giving back to God what he's blessed us with. He's given us all. He's given, well, I worked hard. He gave you the ability to work. He makes your legs go. He makes your lungs breathe. He's given us all. And we're just giving back to him. But when you give it, give it to him. Say, Lord, I give this to you, back to you. And I thank you. And then bring up your offering. That's at the end of service. Um, and that's a little different this morning. Um, and lastly, if you're a guest here, um, on the back of the seats are, is a connection card. Uh, it's a place where you can just put your name. You can put any amount of information you want to share. It lets us know that you are here. Um, if you have any questions for us, if you have prayer requests, we have a team who prays over all the prayer requests. Um, it's, a, it's also a place to put um, praise reports and testimonies. Those, If you want to fill that out, um, that's there. That also will go in the offering buckets at the end of service. So that's what I have. I've got a, uh, got something I believe the Lord <clears throat> wants me to share this morning, and of course it does relate uh, somewhat to baptism, but it's something else I really believe that the Lord placed on my heart. And so before we do that, let's just pray over the message here this morning, and then we're going to get into the baptisms, which we're super excited about. And worship team, I'll invite you back up. You'll know when to come back up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are good. Your mercies are good each and every day. So, Father, I just pray over this message this morning that you will open our ears to hear it, open our eyes to see what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, open up your Bible to Acts 8. Acts 8 and verse 26. Acts 8 and verse 26. We're going to get there in a minute, but before we get there, i got to tell you guys a funny story. How many are ready for a funny story this morning? Okay, so as a parent, how many of you know the most, out of the best and the craziest conversations with your kids happen in one of two, actually probably one of three times? The first one is right before bed, right? They ask you these questions, they begin, it's probably because they don't want to go to bed, right? 
They're like, Dad, can you give us a full lecture on the Holy Spirit and all the gifts of the Spirit, starting with the gift of, of not working of knowledge, okay? If you could just start there and we can move forward, right? So they're always asking these questions. The second one is in the car. I don't know what it is about the car, but as I'm driving somewhere, they're always asking me questions. Hey, Dad, what about this? What was the other one? You know, who made candy? Did the devil make candy, Dad? Right? So they're always asking. They drive by Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're like, hey, Dad, is that place evil? Like, I don't know. Well, why don't we go eat there? I don't know. They always ask all these questions. And the third place I found that they asked a lot of questions is when we are doing dishes in the kitchen together. Doing dishes in the kitchen together. So this week, I believe it was Monday of this week, uh, the kids are helping me dry and put away the dishes. There's about three or four of them in there. They're buzzing around. There's a lot of commotion, a lot of questions happening. And so our sweet little Noel, who will be somebody who gets baptized today, just out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere, she says, Dad, God is my hero. <laughs> I know. I did that. I was like, oh, baby, that's so sweet. Then my three-year-old decides, I don't know if I believe in that statement or not. <laughs> so, so, no, she's thinking this. So she marches into the kitchen, and she says, Dad, mm, Dad, mm, no. Dad, no. This is Maggie. This is the three-year-old. Dad, no. God is not a hero. He doesn't wear a cape. <laughs> I am telling you, she said it with such seriousness, I was like, Maggie, and then all the other kids started debating with her about it. They're like, no, Maggie, you don't understand. God is our hero, whether or not he has a cape on or not. Maggie stands strong. No, God is not my hero. God doesn't wear a cape. Then they get into a debate in a lecture how Spider-Man is a superhero who doesn't have a cape, and they're working angles. I'm sitting here doing the dishes, watching my kids have this theological discussion about Spider-Man, God, and heroes. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. Amen? Thank you, Lord, that our kids feel comfortable to talk like that and ask those questions. And I would just encourage you parents, when they ask those questions, engage with them on those things. You know, I don't, you know sometimes we don't remember how we used to think when we were young. And they take things so literally... Right? Sometimes the three-year-old says, God's not a hero because he doesn't have a cape on. We have to remember how they think. But it's such a blessing to be able to minister to our kids and take those opportunities, even at bedtime when you are so tired and you don't even want to answer another question. Sometimes that's the best time conversations come up. Amen? Amen. Okay, Acts chapter 8. The title of my message this morning is, What Hinders You? What hinders you? I don't know. What does hinder you? What hinders you from taking the next step in your relationship with God? What hinders you from completely fulfilling the plans and purposes that God has for your life? And as I read this scripture, and we're going to talk about Philip and the Ethiopian man, I'm going to walk through this scripture, and I want you to begin to think about it. I'm going to point out some things. There's, I believe, five or six things that Philip did not let hinder him to see the plan and purpose fulfilled in that moment that God had ordained. And I think each of us struggle with different ones for a variety of reasons, whether it's our upbringing, our background, our personality, and all the other things that we get up in here. 
about what hinders us. So I want to talk this morning about what hinders us. Acts 8, 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. We'll get there in a minute. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So he arose and went. And behold, a man from Ethiopia, a eunuch, not doing a science lesson today on explaining what that is with the kids in here, of great authority, you can look it up later, of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Verse 28, he was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. And as I was reading this, the Lord really began to jump out at me, because he's going to talk about baptism in a minute, but it really began to jump out at me is that Philip did not let anything hinder him from being in this moment, in this plan, in this purpose with God. And the very first thing that we all struggle with sometimes, the first hindrance that Philip overcame that he didn't have, number one, was unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. Philip said, you know what? It, what does it say? It says, and now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. I mean, if an angel of the Lord began to speak to you, would you what would you be like? What would you say? Oh my gosh, I don't know. This is not real. What did I eat? I'm never going to Applebee's again, right? Like you begin to think about what is this, how, why is this happening? But the Bible says over and over that God speaks to us through angels, through dreams, through the Holy Spirit, through the inner voice. But God speaks to us. But what is doubt and unbelief holding you back this morning? Is doubt and unbelief holding you back from taking the next step with God? Maybe you feel like you heard God's voice, but you're doubting what it was. Maybe God has spoke to you years ago and said something specific to you, and maybe you haven't seen it come to fruition yet, and you begin to doubt. But the Bible says, no, have faith and believe. Have faith and believe. And we have to walk through this life like Philip did here and says, you know what? The angel of the Lord spoke, and he was listening. Nothing stopped Philip. Unbelief did not stop him. The second hindrance I've noticed that Philip was not, but sometimes we are, is distracted. How many times are we distracted? You know, if Philip was distracted, he may not have heard the angel speak to him and tell him specifically what to go do. And I'm going to give these out today. I don't know which one it is that it's for you, but I'm pretty sure that one of them probably is going to relate in some way, shape, or form, because they do for me. Is it distraction in your life? Is God trying to speak to you, but you are so distracted by the news, by the government, by Netflix, by Twitter, by TikTok, by whatever? What is it in your life that is distracting you from truly hearing the voice of God in your life. The Bible talks about that wisdom is shouting at the intersection. 
in Proverbs. It says it's shouting at the intersection, which means if you're driving to the intersection, the only way that you don't hear God's wisdom speaking to you is if you are so distracted you can't even hear the shouting. What's distracting you this morning? Is that a hindrance in your walk with the Lord? You see, Philip wasn't distracted. He knew right away that it was the voice of God. The third hindrance I see here that Philip was able to overcome fairly immediately is sometimes it's this. We don't like what we hear. Yeah? Is that a hindrance for anybody? Sometimes the Lord says something to us. I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think I really heard right. What did it say? It said, go to the desert. The angel told Philip to go to the desert. And you, if you're Philip, right, you'd be like, uh, desert? Let me go look up the definition of desert. Google, what is desert? Desert is a wasteland of nothing. There's nothing there. There's no one there. There's nothing growing. There's nothing happening. There's nothing building. There's nothing exciting happening. But this is where God told Philip to go, to the desert. And so many times we hear something from God or we read something in the Bible and we have an opinion about it. We have an opinion about it. So the third hindrance we have is our opinions. We have all these opinions. Well, I don't like the desert. The desert's too hot. I don't want to go to Mexico on the mission strip. They've got problems down there. We got problems right here, if you haven't noticed. Right? We begin to have all these opinions, but the Bible doesn't say, base what I tell you on your opinion. It says, base what I tell you because it's truth and receive it on the inside. Amen? So is your opinions of things hindering you this morning? You know, God's plans don't always align with ours. How many know that? Can I get an amen for this one? You're just like, well, I thought. Right? How many of you did that one of those sentences? I thought that blah, 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 blah. Right? Because we have this picture, this image of when God says something, that something's going to happen in a certain way. And a lot of times it doesn't. His plans don't always align with ours, but his plans are the perfect plans. And so we have to put our opinion aside. You know, George Mueller, he's a, a, a fam well, famous, I mean, he's passed now, but he was an evangelist, he was a pastor, and he started an orphanage in Bristol, England for many thousands and thousands of kids. And he made this statement that resonates with me all the time. He says, I would never make a decision until I could completely and totally have no opinion on the matter. That is like, that has stuck with me. Because a hindrance to us is when we have this opinion of something. Now, if it, whatever we feel like we're hearing doesn't align with the word of God, then you can have an opinion about it and say, yeah, I don't think so. Because that doesn't align with the word of God. But what I'm talking about when you are sitting there and there's a hindrance there right in front of you of this opinion. Well, I don't, I, I, you have to say, you know what? I set aside all my opinions of the matter. You know how hard that is to do? <laughs> it is really hard to do. And it's especially hard because we want answers right now. Right? 
You know, I mean, we don't live in a society anymore where we, you know, where we can, you know, wait 20 days for an answer. Right? We're just like, what do you mean? You text somebody and you're like, what? Why are they not responding to me? I know, I know they got the Apple Watch. I saw it on their hand, which means even if their phone is not with them, they're getting the signal, they're getting the text, and they know that I'm trying to reach out to them. And why is that, that they're not responding? Right? It's just like instantaneously, we just need everything now, 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 now. But God is challenging us to set aside our opinions of the matter because they're hindering us from moving forward in the plans and purposes of God. Most of us don't like the desert. But Philip went. He went. He said, you know what? The Lord said to go to the desert, so I'm going to do it. Hindrance number four. We don't obey what he says to go do. Mm. I, lo I love when I give a certain point where there's not the amen, there's the mmm. Mm. It's the groaning. It's the groaning response where everyone's just like, oh, he said that. Yeah, because I've lived it. I know it. I know it to be true. I know it to be true. Obedience. We have to walk in obedience to what God is telling us to go do. You say, well, he's not telling me to go do anything. My Bible has 1,000, let me get you the number of pages of things that I can tell you. That could, 1,160... I'll get you the exact number. This one, 68. 1,168 pages of things that God wants to speak to you about. So you can't tell me that God's not speaking to me. Did an angel show up like he did to Philip? Well, maybe not. But God is always speaking to us. Wisdom crying out in the intersections. We're reading Proverbs as part of the Bible plan on the weekends. as like, you know, the Old Testament. Then we do like the Proverbs and New Testament, all this other stuff. I am trying to read through Proverbs. It's taking me forever to get through one proverb because every line you read, you're just like, oh. And the next one, oh. You're like, man, can I even move on? Yeah. He's speaking to us. He's trying to tell us. So is a hindrance to us our obedience to reading the word of God, to obeying the commandments that he's called us to do. And I don't know what it is in your life this morning, but maybe that's you today. The fifth hindrance I see that Philip overcame was fear. A lot of us, many times, we walk in fear, but the Bible says, fear not for what? I am with you, says the Lord. Fear not for I am with you. I feel like there's that song, fear not for I am with you. You guys know that song? That might be a new covenant song where we grew up at a church on the East Coast. I got some New Covenant people here today for the bat. Oh, yeah. This is, and you'll notice I don't sing on the worship team for a reason. Sydney's been trying to recruit me for a while. You know, she hears me singing in my office, and she comes in a lot, and she's shaking her head. She's like, that never happened. <laughs> he is telling you, he is, he is a hindrance right now. He is not speaking truth. What's wrong with that guy up there? Hindrance five is fear. But the Bible says fear not. Philip did not fear the outcome of whatever it is that God was calling him to go do. We have to set aside fear in our lives. We have to speak against the fear. We've got to stand up against the fear. Because fear will come at us 
day in and day out. Is fear a hindrance to you this morning? And number six, the last hindrance I see Philip overcame was the lack of patience. The lack of patience. Oh, right? We never wait. Sometimes we hear something and we're so excited that we run as fast as we possibly can and we get ahead of God. If you notice and you look in those scriptures, you see what he says. He went to the desert and he saw the chariot, he saw the Ethiopian, but the next verse doesn't say he went there yet. The next verse says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. In verse 29. He went to the desert. He saw something, and many of us just go like this. Well, there it is. That must be it. How many have a hindrance in our life, right? I feel like the Lord wants me to share the gospel with somebody. There's somebody, right? And we just start running after the person, and we start telling them about Jesus. Not that that's wrong, but maybe that's not the, maybe you missed the opportunity that God actually had for you. If you would just be still and know. Be still and know. And the society we talked about earlier, we lack patience because everything is instant and right and now. But you see, Philip called, the angel called him. He went out to the desert. He saw what he thought it might be, and he wasn't sure. And he waited. He waited for the next time for the Lord to speak to him and said, yes, it is. It is that chariot. Go and overtake that chariot. So verse 30 so Philip ran. When we get a word from the Lord, and it's certain, and we see it, what did Philip do? He ran. Church, he ran. Baptism this morning. They are running to him to make a public declaration to everybody that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. So Philip ran, and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? He begins to witness to this guy. Verse 31, he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which reads was this. This is out of Isaiah 53, and it's being quoted here in the book of Acts. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from earth. And so the Ethiopian guy, verse 34, says, the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say of himself or of some other man? You see, the man begins to ask questions. And the salvation message begins to be able to happen. Why? Because all of those hindrances that Philip had the opportunity to take a hold of, fear, lack of obedience, lack of patience, doubt, unbelief, God had a plan and a purpose for this moment in time. And God has a plan and a purpose for this moment in time. On this day, on Sunday, April 18th, 2021, God has a plan, and God is speaking, 
And whether or not you're getting baptized this morning, I am telling you that wisdom, that God is crying out at the intersection. You are at the intersection this morning. What is God speaking to you today? Remove all the distractions. What is he saying? Then Philip opened his mouth, verse 35, and beginning at this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. He preached Jesus. What does that mean? He preached the good news. He preached the gospel message. He preached that, yes, this was a man. It was Jesus. He came from heaven to earth, and he lived a perfect life, and he died on the cross for your sins and mine. That's what Philip began to share with this Ethiopian man. He said not only that, but God raised him from the dead on the third day to defeat sin, to defeat death, so that every person on the face of the earth has the opportunity to move from death to life. All because Philip decided, he had to decide to put the hindrances aside. Verse 36 I'm almost done here. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. As they came down to the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me? What hinders me? Here's the water. I'm here. I'm here with Philip. What hinders me? What hinders me? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. You may be baptized today, this morning. What hinders you this morning? Maybe you're here, you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Don't let that hinder you. The Bible says you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So bow your heads with me this morning. If that's you this morning, if, if one of the hindrances in your life is that you have consistently had doubt and unbelief, and today you are ready to say, I'm putting that aside. I believe in Jesus Christ and what he has done for me, and that the Bible says today is the day of salvation. If that's you this morning, just slip your hand up today. I want to pray with you. Slip your hand up anywhere. Whose hand do I see? Okay. Anybody else? I'm going to say a quick prayer for those that raise their hand. If that's you, just repeat this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus truly is the Son of God, and that he died on the cross for my sins and rose again. And I repent of my sins and I invite Jesus into my life as Lord and Savior. Amen. Now look up here. What hinders you? What hinders you from being water baptized this morning? You say, well, Pastor Jason, I didn't get on the sign-up list. Guess what? We have prepared for that. 
There is nothing that will hinder you from being water baptized today. If today you say, you know what? This dude is talking to me. I've accepted Jesus Christ. I've never been water baptized. The, the water is here. It's a nice 95 degrees. And out in the lobby, I've got shorts. I've got shirts. I've got sports bras. I got towels. I got whatever you need to get baptized. So you can't come here today and say, well, I didn't have my stuff. Because I brought it for you. I brought different sizes. I got small, medium, large, and extra large, and double XL. It doesn't matter your size. Today is the day. So I'm telling you, we're going to show a video here in just a few minutes. If you didn't sign up, I don't care. I don't care. Today is the day where you can be. What, don't let something hinder you. Don't let what people think or whatever else, let that hinder you this morning. Come and get water baptized. We're going to show a video here in just a minute. The worship team's going to come back up. And when that video begins to play, those who have already signed up are going to be coming over here, and they're going to get in their seats to get ready for water baptism. But if you say, you know what, I feel like God's talking to me today, and today is the day that I'm going to get water baptized, somebody will meet you out there in the lobby. Do we have one? We have one today? Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Janie will meet you in the lobby. If there's anyone else, don't be shy, man. Today is the day. Don't let anything hinder you this morning. Man, I'm so excited. It's about to get on, guys. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> is anyone else? Come on. Yeah, when this video goes on, the lights will go down maybe a little bit. I don't know what's happening with the lights when, this, when the video goes on. But you do whatever you got to go do and get yourself changed, and we will be ready for you. The Bible says in Romans 6, I read this earlier, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, even, even also should walk in newness of life. Amen? So here's the process. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to do a video. Then we're going to get into a worship song. I encourage you that when the video ends and worship begins, I want you all to stand up. And then as we begin the baptisms, the way we've done this in the past, is you are more than welcome to move forward and to come make a semicircle, whatever you want to do. Of course, we got Alex taking pictures, so give him some room to take pictures. There's a few people who are going to be on FaceTime, you know, trying to watch from remote locations, and all this stuff is going to be happening. But if you just want to participate as we're worshiping, I just encourage you to come up. You can stay at your seats if you want. That's totally cool, too. But you can just, we're going to worship him. And now we got 11 people, and who knows, there might be some more that end up getting, uh, getting baptized today. So we're going to show this video, and we're going to worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we're going to be back up here, and we're going to start it, all right? Amen. All right, let's go. Video, guys. flows there is a fountain that drowns sorrow there is an ocean deeper than fear the tide is rising rising 
there is a current stirring deep inside it's overflowing from the heart of god the flood of heaven crashing over us the tide is rising rising
girl. Ruby doesn't do anything halfway. I don't know where she gets it from. Are you gonna go all the way with Jesus? Have you made him your Lord, your savior? Yes. All right, kid.
Hey, Maxie. Hey, Maxie. Have you prayed and asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? Yes. Awesome, buddy. Awesome.
amiga. Te amo. Ha tomado la decisión de confiar en Jesús toda su vida. Sí. Tras la confesión de tu fe, te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. talking Roberto there is a there is sweetness in you and a heart after God a heart to do what is right you must trust him that it's his strength it's his strength that you are his and that it's not your goodness or your badness it's all Jesus it's all Jesus have you made Jesus your Lord and Savior? Yes.
religious rejoicing with all of heaven. Do you know I feel that? I feel that. I can feel, can you feel it? Can you feel heaven bursting? Because I can feel that. Okay, this happens every time we do one of these services. I don't remember what we're supposed to do next. I do know we're going to end in a song. I believe it's Glorious Day. Is this correct? Okay. So guys, we're going to end in a song. And sometimes we end in a song that's real serious or sometimes that's real convicting. Well, the song we're ending with today is all about rejoicing and joy and singing for a glorious day. We witnessed a glorious day. Every one of you that received Jesus as their Lord and Savior experienced this glorious day. So stand with me, join me. After this is over, you guys are dismissed. There'll be some prayer teams up here. The offering buckets will be up here as we close out service. Uh, the prayer teams will be up here as well. Reminder tonight is youth and the Luciano uh, Life Group here. Six o'clock for youth, 6.30 for the Luciano Group. We encourage you to come back here tonight. But until then, can we worship this morning? Can we worship one more time the risen King? the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I was buried beneath my shame And who could carry that kind of weight It was my turn Till I met you Now I was breathing but not alive All my failures I tried to hide It was my
rescue my sin was heavy but chains break at the weight of your glory i needed shelter i was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven when i was broken you were my healing now your love is the air that i'm breathing i have a future my eyes are open because when you call my name i ran out of that grave out of the darkness into church family. Be blessed. Be blessed. This is family. This is what the family of God does. Thank you for coming. Thank you for standing, for coming, for sitting, for worshiping, for worshiping around and celebrating with heaven this morning. Be blessed as you go out.